Welcome to the On The Way podcast. Thanks for tuning in while you are on the way somewhere. At Fincastle Baptist Church, our mission is to know God, grow in God, and live for God. And as you listen, our goal is to give practical applications to learn, grow, and become better disciples of Jesus. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thank you for joining us as we talk truth and life with each other. Well, welcome to On The Way. I'm Pastor Kevin, and however and wherever you are tuned in, we're so glad you're joining us today. On The Way is a podcast designed to help you grow in God. The whole purpose of this podcast is to help you mature in your faith to take the next step with Jesus wherever you are in your relationship with him. Unfortunately, my co-host, Pastor Jeff, is feeling a little under the weather today, but not to fear, we have a special guest in studio making his podcast debut on On The Way, and that is uh, the worship pastor here at Fincastle Baptist Church, and that is Pastor Landon Clark. Landon, welcome to On The Way. Hey, Pastor Kevin. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, and our topic today is something that you are certainly well aware of, and our topic today is worship. And when we hear the idea of worship, that's kind of a church word, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say? I mean, most people, it's not a word we use in everyday language. No, not at all. Yeah. And, but what... What is worship? I mean, just on the basic kind of shoe leather, uh, you know, put the cookies on the level lower shelf for us, uh, Pastor Landon. If if somebody would say to you, okay, you're the worship pastor, what is worship? What what would you say? Yeah, I'd kind of say maybe coming from a secular standpoint, just this kind of definition would be uh, worship is about what we love and about what we live for. Uh, but I think if we're going to talk about it in the terms of the church and about God, it really comes from an old English word, worth-ship, hmm. prescribing worth to something or someone. So when we worship God, we are attributing value to Him. We are telling Him He is worthy of that. Yeah. Well, that man, that's a great word. I, ha- I hadn't heard that in a long time, but... You know, when you think of worship, unfortunately, as you mentioned in our secular culture, worship is something that is not always just attributed to God. People worship a lot of things, don't they? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They worship their cars. They worship their fitness journey. They worship food. I mean, you name it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this time of the year, when this is released, it'll be uh, the month of September. And uh, one of my favorite times of the year Football season oh, is yeah. upon us, and unfortunately, a lot of people worship sports. Yeah. You know, we we see that even today in the rise of our uh, sports craze culture, where the sports and getting my kids on an athletic team or a travel team can sometimes take precedence of getting my kids involved in youth group or the children's programs at church, and and so. Repeat that again. Worship is giving worth. How did you say that? Yeah, it it just simply means you're giving something or someone worth. Mm. Yeah. And when I think of worship in a biblical perspective, what would you say would be like a 
if somebody was listening and they were saying, you know, I need to improve my worship, I know I need to do better, what book of the Bible would you maybe point them to? Is there a certain book you would say that this book of the Bible talks more about worship than perhaps any other mm. books? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the go-to one that I think of is the Psalms. Mm. It's the biggest book of the Bible. you got 150 chapters, and I mean, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of chapters you'll find about worship in there. And the book of Psalms... Mm -hmm. Most of them were poems mm -hmm. that were actually turned into songs. Yep. And it's it it if you think about the Psalms, it really recounts a lot of the activities of God, especially some of the uh, uh, journey of the children of Israel. There are psalms about them crossing the Red Sea, for instance. There are psalms about them uh, wandering in the wilderness. You know, songs help us remember things. Sometimes, truth be told, I think, Pastor Landon, it's easier for us to remember a song mm -hmm. than it is a psalm. Yep, that's right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And songs, just even in our secular culture, we can recall that maybe more so than we can memorizing Scripture or what have you. Yeah, why do you for, think you, that is? Yeah, do you for think some it has something reason, to do with yeah. a melody or what? Why I is think that? so. It's something in our brains that just kind of helps us remember a melody and a chord structure a whole lot better than somebody just kind of reading something to us. I don't know. Well, I know Jesus in the New Testament had a lot to say about worship, and I know in the book of John, he said something about mm -hmm. worship, where That's right. he had kind of said that those that come to him must worship him, and then he kind of mentions two things there, in spirit and in truth. So help us kind of understand if Jesus is saying to be a real worshiper, to be a true worshiper— I got to do it in spirit and truth. What's what's he talking about there? What's what's that mean that I got to do it in spirit and in truth? Break That's that right. down for me. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, in John four, Jesus meets the woman at the well, and you know they're kind of talking, and she says, "Well, you know, our fathers used to worship in this mountain, mm. and thinking that that was the right place." And then Jesus corrects her and says, "Well, you know, that's not going to be the mountain where you worship, neither here or there, but those." who worship God in spirit and truth. And those are actually the worshipers that God is seeking. Um, A.W. Tozer, uh, he kind of takes this a step further in the spirit aspect. You know, he says, without an infusion of the Holy Spirit, there can't be true worship. And of course, when Jesus talks about the spirit there, it's not referring to the Holy Spirit, but having the spirit of God in you, having that understanding of who God is. And then with truth, you want to have the truth of God in your heart as well, straight from Scripture. That's just kind of a simple definition. So that kind of leads me to a, you know, kind of somewhat of a controversial thing. Sometimes people think we ought to develop a worship service so as to attract unbelievers. Hmm. But actually, scripturally, unbelievers really can't worship. Right, that's that. That's right. Because you can't worship what you don't really know, mm -hmm. what you don't have a relationship with. And I think that's what Jesus is talking about when he says you got to have the truth, the truth of the gospel that has impacted your life mm -hmm. and has made a difference in your life. And I know that's kind of a controversial thing, especially in the church world today, because I know in your um, your role, there are a lot of 
probably worship pastors that would probably disagree with that. They would probably say, well, we're trying to design our service. The old term, you know, used to be seeker sensitive mm-hmm. or, you know, we, we want to be, and, and we obviously want unbelievers to feel comfortable in our worship yeah, service. We sure. want them to feel welcome, but really technically, biblically, mm-hmm. if I've got to follow what Jesus said, those that worship must do it in truth. I've got to have the truth of the gospel. And then the second part of that is spirit. Now, can I, people worship in different ways. Mm -hmm. Some people are very expressive in their worship. Some people are more contemplative in their worship. Talk about that a little bit. Well, why, why do you think that is? And maybe break down the, I don't want to say pros and cons, but the importance of each. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, trying to contemplate uh, during worship. I mean, everybody worships in a different way, but depending uh, how you're worshiping, you need to make sure it's lined up with the truth of God. Mm. You know, so obviously some songs that we get to sing in church, you know, some are more contemplative versus some are more bent on praise, Mm. you know, and there is a difference between those praise songs and the uh, contemplative ones. Yeah, I mean, by design, yeah. you know, e- even in the secular world, mm-hmm. some songs are more slower, mm-hmm. <laughs> and some songs are more, you know, upbeat, regardless of the genre of music, right? I mean, there's yeah. country songs that are slow, and country songs that are that are upbeat, and there's rock and roll songs that are more slow, yep. and, you know, regardless of the... But even in the church world, and so what is, I guess, the difference between praise and worship. We, sure. we tend to put those two things together, right? People say, yeah. you know, we're going to have a praise and worship service. Is there a difference between the two? And if so, what is it? Giving a secular definition at start, you know, when your dog does something good, you say, good boy, hmm. and you give him a treat, you know, so we're, we obviously don't do that to God. But with praise, we're saying, you know, we're thanking God for what he's done. We're praising him for what he's done versus worship is we are praising him, worshiping him for who he is. That's a good point. So if I praise God, I'm praising him for his acts, his faithfulness, uh, what he's done, that he's, that he's, uh, what he's done for Mm -hmm. me, the blessings he's given my life. But worship is more for who he is. That's right. Yeah. That he's holy. He's righteous. He's loving. Mm -hmm. He's forgiving. Interesting, uh, the difference. Many people, I don't think, understand the difference between praise and worship. No, they don't. In fact, uh, even worship sometimes gets wrapped into it's just about singing. And Mm. really, it's not. Worship isn't singing. Worship is us telling God who he is right back to him. Well, and and I guess that kind of brings up another question is, you know, what if they're like me, Pastor Landon, and they're not like you? Meaning that if they're like me and they can't carry a tune in a bucket, I mean, Pastor Kevin's singing ability, or shall we say lack thereof, is uh, well known. What what advice would you give to me other than going and taking singing lessons? Uh, I mean, what would you say to someone who says, I don't want to sing at church because I'm I'm worried about what the people around me will think? Absolutely. Well... If I can uh, give you a compliment, you know, I know the whole joke is, you know, you can't sing or, or hold a tune in a bucket or anything, but 
uh, you are one of the best worship leaders there at Fincastle. And, you know, if you go to Fincastle, you'll see Pastor Kevin raising his hands and singing as loud as he can on the front row. You know, even though the vocal ability isn't all the way there, he still is worshiping God. Mm -hmm. And so for those that, you know, struggle, uh, you know, just to kind of sing out, you know, I would recommend uh, during your times of your private worship, those times of your private worship, you singing, you praying, you reading scripture, in those moments, you're going to develop yourself into being a better corporate worshiper. Yeah, I mean, I always say, if you pull up next to me in a red light, I I probably haven't gone crazy, but you might hear me uh, singing out loud to a song if I've got some, yeah. you know, uh, contemporary Christian music playing on the radio yeah. or a Spotify or whatever it is I'm listening to. Are the windows rolled up or and they the, roll down? <laughs> yeah, it depends on the day, right? <laughs> and, and that's exactly right. And and I think that's good advice that basically, and ultimately I think it goes back to, doesn't it, that we've got to remember who is the audience mm-hmm. in worship. It's that's really right. that we're, we're living our lives and we're worshiping for an audience of one. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't That's you right. agree? I, I would, yeah. It's all about him. It's all about God. And in those moments where you feel like you're scared, like, man, I don't want my neighbor to hear me right now because I can't sing. It doesn't matter because in in that thought, you've just now put the focus on what other people think about mm-hmm. you rather than what does the king think about you? When I guess that leads to the next question is, well, where should I worship? You kind of mm-hmm. touched on my private time. Mm-hmm. You, obviously, when when most people hear the word worship, they think of a public gathering. Mm-hmm. I'm at a concert, you know, um, at a. I mean, we we even sometimes advertise nights of worship. But I mean, what would you what would you say? Where, where should I worship? Well, that's the beauty about what Christ has done. You know, the veil has been torn, the victory is won, so we can worship God anywhere and everywhere. And in fact, we're encouraged to worship corporately as the body, as the church, but also encouraged to worship privately. So like corporately, you know, a good passage that I like is Hebrews 10, 24. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and with good works, not neglecting to meet together Mm. as some have the habit of, but we want to encourage one another. And in even Colossians 3, 16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell richly within you so that all wisdom, all teaching, all admonishing to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And then that's that's more of the definition of the, you know the corporate worship. But then privately, you know, there's great examples in Scripture. There's there's Daniel when he was faced with the persecution of being killed for worshiping God, and he immediately went to his house and worshipped. There's David where he's crying out to God constantly and consistently in private moments of what was going on in his life throughout the Psalms. And then even Jesus, even Jesus himself went to the mountain far away, got away from the disciples, got away from the people and worshiped God. So both corporate worship as the body and private worship, you alone with God, are really important. Well, that's a great word. And I think uh, as we draw our time somewhat to a close here, I think we need to I need to remind I think we need to remind our listeners too that worship doesn't equal singing only. That's right. Yep. Worship is an entire lifestyle. Worship is how you view God. It's not just singing, but it is praying to God. It is repenting to God. It is listening to his word. It is fellowshipping with the saints. But singing is a part of it is, worship yeah. and can be a part of effective mm-hmm. worship. And sometimes when we 
take a moment to really contemplate what Jesus has done for us. It should affect us in all ways. It should affect our gestures. It should affect Mm -hmm. our smile. It should affect our passion. Mm -hmm. Because I always get a little concerned, and I know you do probably as well, when you look out there in the middle of worship time where heaven has come down and you just (laughs) sense the glory of God and someone's sitting out there with a frown on their face and their hands crossed, Mm -hmm. and you just go, man, you missed it. That's right, yeah. I know how you encourage us all the time is, you know, don't miss Jesus walking by. And so in those moments of like when we're all gathered together as the body, you know, don't miss Jesus walking by, you guys. Don't be ashamed to raise your hands in worship, and you know, and don't force it either. I encourage our worship team, that's not a forceful action you need to take, but it should come from the heart, because by definition with worship, you know, if you don't have the right heart, you're not going to have the right worship, mm-hmm. but a right heart makes for right worship. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, raising your hands in worship. I'm reminded of the illustration University, universally, all over the world, the signature, uh, the sign of raising a hand mm-hmm. means surrender. That's right. Uh, you know, th- think of uh, you know the the police are chasing after you, and they say freeze. What do they say next? Put your hands up. That's right. right? It's a sign of surrender. And um, when we think of raising our hands in worship, not only does the Bible repeatedly tell us to raise our hands in mm-hmm. worship, which it does multiple times, R- lift your hands in the sanctuary, you his saints. Um, I want men everywhere to lift holy hands in worship, Timothy says. Mm-hmm. And so we know that, but it also just signifies, God, I'm surrendering my way to your way. Mm-hmm. And it's about encountering God. And our heart's desire is that you would do that individually in your private time, Mm -hmm. and you would experience that corporately as you gather with other believers. What's one, maybe one or two, just real quick, just last little bits of wisdom, Pastor Landon, you could give, or some takeaways or advice you would give to our listeners when we think of this this subject worship? Sure, absolutely. So maybe for those that don't feel comfortable singing out loud, you know, during worship, I would just say then practice in your private worship time. If that's in your living room, if that's in your car, you know, mm. some of us may need to roll the windows up. That's okay. <laughs> or if you have a shed in your backyard, you know, get alone with God and pour your heart out to him. And in those moments of private worship, as they develop, it will pour over into your corporate worship time, and you will see how you develop as a worshiper. Well, a big thanks to our guest in studio, Pastor Landon Clark, our worship pastor here at Fincastle Baptist Church. Uh, We hope that On the Way is a blessing to you. It would mean the world to us if you would like and uh, share this podcast. Just helps us get the word out. Uh, If we can help you in any way, there'll be some contact information here at the end of the podcast. Lord bless you. Thanks for listening to On the Way. We'd love to invite you to Fincastle Baptist Church. More details can be found at fincastlebaptist.org. Thank you for joining us while you've been on the way.